Well, good morning to you. We are here on day number eight of our nine-day journey. We are fast coming to a close in this series. It has been a blessing to be able to show up and share. I hope that you're being impacted. I hope that you're being influenced to make choices for yourself of things that you want to stop doing so that you can begin to set yourself up to soar. My name is Denise Taylor. And if we haven't met yet, I help women build a life that they love. And I believe that there are two things that must happen in order for that to be the case. We must begin to see and believe who we are and believe what we can do. You know, I get the opportunity of a lifetime. And this is my win for today. I get the opportunity of a lifetime to join God at work. I am so incredibly blessed to be a part of what he is trying to do in the lives of other people. You know, I promised him that I would be seen, I would be heard, and I would serve in life-changing ways. And when I made that commitment, I never imagined that I would make connection with so many people in so many different places who are being helped simply because I got out of my own way. And so as I am sharing in this series, I am sharing with you the things that I have had to work through so that I can show up and be an impact and uh, a great help to people who are really looking to have their lives change. That's what this series is all about. You see, at the turn of a new year, we often think about the things that we want to start doing. I want to eat well. I want to diet. I want to exercise. All of these things that we want to start. But what impacts them the most are the things that we have been doing that has caused us to stall out. And that's what this series is all about. The things that we need to leave behind, the behaviors, the perspectives, the habits, the mindsets, and really be challenged so that we could set ourselves up to win at the things that we want to start. And so I hope that this has been a blessing to you. In fact, if it has, don't hesitate to reach out to let me know, DM me, comment, share, do all of the things so that I can make sure I'm reaching the people who God has risen me up to help. Now, I will tell you, it is open enrollment season before Power Play. Power Play is a program that I typically offer three times a year. And so it's open enrollment season where I get the opportunity to officially become the mentor of some women who are ready to build a life that they love. And so if you are interested in Power Play, the enrollment closes at the end of this month. And so I invite you to go to my website, www.denisetaylor.live. The way that I show up for you is the way that I show up for them personally to help energize their success journey. I would love to be your mentor officially. And so I invite you to get more information about that program. It is a 60-day intensive where I partner directly with you and we really set you up to jumpstart your success. 
There's a number of activities. There's a number of things that we go through. It is a great experience that helps you move past all of these things that I have been talking about so far in this series. Now we are on day number eight and that means seven days have come before. And if you miss them, I want to invite you to go back and catch a replay. The replays are available for you on my YouTube channel and they're available for you on the Embrace Your, Pod, uh, Embrace Your Power podcast. That podcast is available across so many different networks. So wherever you listen, I'm sure you can find it. Days number one through seven have been incredible and I know that they will be a blessing to you. So be sure to catch a replay if you've missed it. Now let's get into what I want to cover on today. Before I jump in, I want to again just reiterate the three disclaimers for this series. These disclaimers apply to all nine of the days. The first one is this, I want you to take it personally. Oftentimes I tell people don't take something personally, but I want you to take this personally because it's only in that personal assessment that we can begin to understand how we need to shift how we need to pivot, how we need to grow and really, really assess our response for change. And so as you are doing your personal assessment of the things that I am sharing in this series, let yourself be real transparent with what needs to happen next. Because only when you're willing to open yourself up for that change that you will uh, um, step into it, that you will embrace it, that you will make that happen. If you don't take this personally and it just sounds like a good message, then you're going to miss the whole point of it all. So be sure to take it personal. Number two is you need help. You got to recognize that. It took a long time for me to recognize and accept it. And so I know that many people struggle with it. We come from a culture of what happens in this house stays in this house. We come from a culture of figure it out on your own. But I want you to know that works against who God created us to be. He created us for relationship. And the things that he wants to do in your life, he is going to raise up people to help you. And so I want you to fight against that temptation to go it alone and really realize that you need support. And when you sense a connection with me or anybody else, lean into that connection and get as close as you can. And then finally, I want you to know that you need God. You need to get him on the scene. You need him a part of your life. He makes things possible. In fact, it is him who gives us the power that will help change the game for our lives. And so I just want to undergird this thing I'm going to share today with those three foundational points. For day number eight in this nine-day series, we want to uh, leave behind being controlled by insecurity. So day number eight, being controlled by insecurity is so last year. So one of the things that I was chuckling at myself as I was preparing for this and doing a bit of research is the more I show up, the more God is really prompting me to tell my business. And I think that's where the true change happens, because when we begin to share authentically, then people can feel that and they can begin to understand that they can make the changes, too. You see, the Bible tells us that we overcome by the power of testimony, which means that we need to share our stories. But when I really started to 
dive into insecurity, I didn't think I was an insecure person until I pulled the covers back and began to see a lot of the things that I do with intention is because of insecurity. And so for as much as I want to talk about this, and for as much as you show me, see me showing up confidently, I have had to work through this. I have had to deal with this whole sense of inadequacy. I've had to deal with feeling like I wasn't enough. And as I started looking at some of the behaviors that we should do when we're in this place, I've been doing them. And so I, I stand as a great poster child for this because I've had to work through it. So my name is Denise and I was indeed an insecure person. <laughs> That's a bit of a joke. So insecurity is a feeling of inadequacy. It's a feeling of not being good enough. It's a feeling of dealing with uncertainty. And it usually is the result of trauma. There's some kind of trauma response that's coming that's feeding into this sense of inadequacy. And sometimes, in fact, many times it produces anxiety, anxiety about our goals, anxiety about relationships, about what we believe we can handle, what we believe we, can, we deserve. It produces all of that. And that's where I saw myself in this. I've had all of those things, all of the senses that make me feel inadequate, all of the senses of not being good enough, all of the senses of how do I deal with uncertainty. And I will tell you that it does control you if you let it. It will isolate you. It will make you pull back. It will make you hold back if you give into it. And this is the reason why I want to champion today that being controlled by insecurity is so last year. It's not something that we want to do. And if we continue to do it, then we're going to forfeit everything we have a desire to start, everything that we want to see be better. Now, here's the reality. Everyone, everyone, everybody deals with insecurity from time to time. We all have this flashing sense of not being good enough, this flashing sense of not knowing enough, this flashing sense of un dealing with uncertainty. But the real question is, what do you do about it? Do you sit and waddle in it or do you really come up with ways to allow yourself to work through it and feel more confident and strong? And so there are some key things that show up as insecurity. And I saw myself in all of these. At points in times, I definitely uh, functioned with low self-esteem. And low self-esteem is this real perspective of a negative image of yourself. It's inconsistent with who you are, but it is your impression 100%. Now, I had this show up in varying degrees in all aspects of my life, but the one that rings out is how I saw myself physically. I used to buy my clothes way too big. And it took a, a shopping trip with my girlfriend to really point out like, Denise, that's too big for you. But in my mind, I saw myself bigger than I was. So I bought sizes that were too big for me. And so it took a long time to work through that. And so for as simple as that is, it also showed up in how I showed up at work. 
It showed up in what I thought about I brought to the table in comparison to everyone else, what I thought I could accomplish and achieve in comparison to everyone else. And so it really had this whole perspective and notion of not thinking well of myself. And it took some deliberate actions to get through that. Another sign of insecurity is perfectionism. And Lord, this could be me. This could definitely be me. It's the inability to be satisfied with progress and the need to control, the need to see things go a certain way. That is typically a sign of insecurity. It stems from the sensation that your performance may not be good enough. And many of us have that. We want things just right. We want them to go a certain way. And I even see that from, I sent my husband out to get peppermints and I wanted them to come from a certain store. Crazy. He still came home with peppermints, but why am I so driven by things being a certain way? And so once you begin to identify these things about yourself, you really have to figure out how you're going to navigate that and uh, not allow yourself to become consumed and wrapped up in these perfected scenarios that you want to see played out. We work through that. Another indication of insecurity is self-isolation. It's this tendency to avoid social interactions, to isolate ourselves so that we don't have to go face to face with not feeling as though we are good enough, not feeling as though we are valued, not feeling as though we fit in. So we isolate ourselves. And I definitely have done that over time. And I'm very intentional now about getting out and forging relationships. Another way is this emotional dependence, this fear of being alone, this fantasy of perfected relationships. It usually comes from insecurity. Another thing is just the avoidance, trying to avoid and keep relationships very superficial, disengaged when it gets too deep. These are all signs of insecurity. And maybe you saw yourself in that. And there certainly is varying degrees on the spectrum of insecurity. But here's the thing. When we allow it to control us, when we allow it to control us and throttle us deep into low self-esteem, when we allow it to control us and throttle us deep into perfectionism, into isolation, into this whole emotional dependence of not wanting to stand on our own or into wanting to avoid other people. When we allow it to control us, it really limits our ability to seize opportunity and certainly limits our ability to build a life that we love. Now, I will again reiterate that occasional insecurity is a natural part of life. Sometimes we just feel a little bit threatened by certain environments and certain people. But people with insecurities tend to always have this expression of doubt, this perception of rejection, and they really are uneasy about relationships. And so this is why when I started doing the work to dig into what to share today, I saw glimpses of me, especially over time. And I've done a lot of work and I'm getting a whole lot better, but I can see how throughout my life I was controlled by insecurity.
And so as I was listening, um, looking for what could I share to help with this, I went to the Psychology Today site and they started talking about these tactics, these things that you could do. And I was like, oh my gosh, those are the things that I do. Now, I've never gone for any kind of therapy training, but I just really tried to follow how God was inspiring my desire to not be controlled by insecurity. But these tactics, they actually work. And so let's walk through them. The first one is talk back to your inner critic. Usually insecurity is fueled by self-talk. And so you have to get to the point where you're willing to talk back to your inner critic. And I certainly do that. I do that in the forms of affirmations. I do that in the forms of declaration. I do that in the form of when those thoughts come in, speaking out loud, what is the truth? What does God say about me? I remind myself that there are reasons that there is good in me. There are reasons why I could do it. There are reasons that I deserve it. I remind myself, I talk back to the inner critic. The next thing that was a tactic was prepare in advance. And I absolutely do that. There is a lot that goes into me getting prepared for events getting prepared for social settings. I get myself mentally ready to participate in those experiences. I don't just show up in them. I make sure that I am ready to be a part. The other thing is just forcing yourself into those situations that you're nervous about. Pulling the Band-Aid off and just going. And I do that. I often will make decisions to go alone. I often will make decisions to ask someone to go with me to be intentional. I recently did that when I went to the TEDx uh, speaking event. I went by myself. I forced myself to do it afraid. I forced myself out of my comfort zone. I made myself do it. And when I got there, I was able to make connection. The next thing is set a realistic goal for yourself, whether that be limited by time or limited by engagement. And I had to chuckle when I read this because I was at a recent event and I wanted to make sure that I was very intentional about sharing information about the I'm the Good Thing podcast. And so I took in five cards. I took in five cards that I wanted to be very intentional about passing out and making myself meet five people. And so those are the intentional tactics that I do. And it was so interesting that when I went to the Psychology Today website, they were the things that they were recommending that we do to get over or get past insecurity. And so the real key here is that you have to put effort into practice. Being insecure or controlled by insecurity means that you don't do, you're not putting effort forth to combat it. And what I am trying to really push you to see is you've got to do something different if you want a different result. You've got to push past the fear. You've got to push past that that perspective of it's too big or too hard and trust yourself in that experience and give yourself guidance in the experience as well. 
And so these are the types of things that I share and talk about with people who are a part of my mentor program. Because here's the thing, like I said before, insecurity is something that many of us occasionally experience. It's a natural part of new experiences. It's a natural part of life. And being able to navigate that and being able to talk about my own experience with it and show up with tactics and tools is something that a mentor should be able to infuse in you. And so back to the top, back to my disclaimers, take this personally. I want you to reflect and see if you have been allowing insecurity to control you. And I want to say to you, being controlled by insecurity is so last year. It's not what you want to do now. In order to really go for what it is you want to do, what it is you want to achieve, you've got to be willing to allow yourself to try, trust yourself to try. And so the big questions, the big question is, what would happen if you do? What would happen if you stop being controlled by insecurity? And the next point that was a disclaimer is get help. Get help navigating your journey. Look for someone who can infuse experience and wisdom into what it is you're trying to accomplish and do. I help women build a life that they love. If that's something you're desiring and you sense that there is a connection between the two of us, when you hear me, you're inspired, get connected and get as close as you can. You deserve that help and support. God is raising up people to use their power, ability and influence to help you take advantage of it. Don't let anything stand in the way. And then finally, make sure you got your relationship with him. He's going to give you power in this season. And so if you are like me, when I was sitting in that seat and I was being challenged with all of the messages that were coming to me because God just kind of inspired that I would stumble onto the path of someone who was talking about something that I needed to shift and do. I kept saying to myself repeatedly, something has to change. Something has to change. And if you are having those thoughts in your mind, I want to invite you to go to my website, www.somethinghastochange.live and watch a short video there. That video will just talk about the things that you need to assess to make that step. And it'll offer you the opportunity for help to do so. It's very simple and it's free. www.somethinghastochange.live. We've only got one more day left in this series. And here, I want to close with the same thing I say every day. Don't be stingy. Share this with someone else. If you know this could be a blessing, be sure to share it with someone that it can help. Pass it along and pay it forward. I will look forward to seeing you on our final day, number nine, tomorrow. Talk soon.